Today is July 6th, and the Yankees are going to have their first intra-squad game today, and we're going to answer some voicemails. Let's do it. Let's talk. Yanks. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Yanks. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake, producer BBD in the corner. We've got some updates. We've got some workout news. We've got some intra-squad games coming up. We've got some test results. We've got some Tanaka getting hurt. We've got a lot to talk about. But first and foremost, everyone meet Jake. Hello. I'm from Middlebury, Connecticut. Yes. 5'7", 183, we've been saying lately. James, how are you? Happy 4th, happy 6th. Um, looked like you had a nice time on the Jersey Shore. I a did. Lot, a lot of family. Always do. Um, I'm fighting with your mother because I told them if they had any engagement soiree of sorts to let me know, and she did not. So She told me she did. We're beefing. Uh, no, I can. I got the receipts. She told me she invited you when it was supposed to be last weekend. I got the receipts. But then when she found out Jess was going to South Carolina, she figured you guys weren't coming. So she didn't invite you again. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've got the receipts and I don't want to call your mother a liar to start, but looked like a very nice time. Um, you went sunglasses for the first 20 seconds of the ep and you've seemingly already bailed. On yeah, that. I don't like sunglasses. Yeah. I was going to do, I was going to open the show Mask and Sunglasses. Mask and Sunnies. To be a role model for the people. Right. But um, once I looked at myself in the mirror, I realized, oh, shit, I forgot to put the mask on. So now I just have sunglasses on. Mm. And that wasn't like anything for me. So Okay. Now we're back to Mask and Sunnies. So full circle. Yeah. Full circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was your weekend? It was good. I bounced around, connect, I cut. Um, saw uh, my mother briefly, saw some old friends, saw some older friends. Um, not age. But, uh, yeah, had had a good time, had, had a couple drinks. Um, I was traveling, like, pretty much everywhere with Noodle, so it was just kind of hilarious. Like, I, and, like, Noodle isn't good off-leash. Like, he's just, you know, he's looking for either food or socks or little kids to run over. So, literally, it was kind of like I was chained to Noodle everywhere I went. And, honestly, it works out, so neither of us get lost <laughs> if, we're, if we're being completely honest about it. Uh, but it was good to be back in the Barry, out of the city for a little bit. And, and like I've been telling you and the people, I mean, we're back in it, man. We, we are live. Baseball... You know, it was going to be tough baseball news to start anyways with, you know, COVID cases, with the guys getting tested and everything and players opting out, and that has been happening throughout baseball. But, yeah, and then the Tanaka sunker punch on the fourth is like, are you kidding me? Uh, so so that was tough, but I'm, I'm generally well, 
And uh, you know I've been running hot for July. I'm still staying positive. Um, but, you know, with the MLB kind of screwing with the tests and stuff, the, the schedule comes out in a little bit. I'm hoping by the end of this week the testing stuff is a lot smoother. They had some early hiccups, 4th of July stuff even. And hopefully we get this whole thing rolling because it is, uh, I mean, it's a terrible look for the league. They apologized. So. The league came out and said, hey, the testing was supposed to be better. You had a theory. I did? The boat thing? Oh, no, that was the one in uh, the Angels. The, the boat where the, thing. The tester yeah. just straight up didn't show. Yeah. You don't know what happened. Right. Well, Maybe you have a, a theory. Yeah, well, I'm just saying anything could have happened. A boat. Could have fell off the back of a trailer yeah. and then clogged up the intersection that the tester was in. That happened to me once in Illinois. Yeah. It was wild. I was trying to go through the intersection. All of a sudden, there's a big-ass boat. B-A-B. And I was like, how do they lift that boat up? It took a while. I was stuck there. Mm-hmm. So you just never know, man. It's uh, David Foster Wallace, uh, What is Water? Listen to it one, mm-hmm. one time for me, okay? Never know what's going on in someone else's head. So the boat could have... Speaking you know, of, what's going on with someone else's head? Dude, Tanaka got rocked. Stan tried to kill him. It wasn't fun. It was horrifying. I, I, uh, I, I was not bringing my phone to the beach. I wasn't even looking at it. It was somewhere else. I was trying to be good and, and not working. But it started ringing, which is weird because it doesn't ring, but it was a FaceTime from Trevor Plouf. Trevor Plouffet. Because he's a big FaceTimer. And so I was on the beach, and he's like, did you see what happened to Tanaka? And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. But never want to get that call. Uh, so by the time I looked at it, the he's alert, walking, and responsive. Right. So I never had the panic. Like, I think a lot of people were truly panicked Yeah. that saw it live and then were waiting. I never had that. So my response to a lot of people, they said it was too flippant. Um, right. Because I was just saying, Stan tried to kill Tanaka. Why would you do that? He's so cute. Right. I still stand by that. I don't know why you would try to do it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, scary moment, dude. The the video from the with the sound is nuts. Yeah. But... Mild concussion, so, you know, that's, like, basically Jake's day-to-day. Yeah. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was kind of similar. I, I I got the news he had been hit, and it was before he, you know, was, was cleared and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, horribly scary, and you see the highlight once, and it's gee golly gee whiz. Um, but we do have a couple things going. A, uh, the following day. Tanaka was back with the team, and I I laughed. The first quote on Tanaka on the day came from Guardy. That was hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. Tank looked all right. Yeah, it looked good to me. Same same guy I've seen. Like as sure. if Guardy had an in depth conversation <laughs> yeah. with Tanaka yeah. about his symptoms and how he's feeling. I uh, he's doing good. And then yeah, I, I, <laughs> I walked past him in the clubhouse earlier, and he, we nodded, so it was all normal. I was having some funny thoughts go through my head, but I don't think they translated to Twitter about like Gardy just being Tank's translator this year, and just like I don't know, just obviously messing with Tanaka. I had but, thoughts of Tanaka, you know, waking up and speaking fluent French. You, that was the first thing you texted me. Yeah. Um, which how could he speak a more fluent French? Um. But no, we do have a, a John Boy Jake, Jake John Boy special on this one. Um, some advanced science that we've mentioned before on, I think on Talking Yanks. I think we've mentioned it before on John Boy Jake Radio. Uh, the Dale Earnhardt effect, which is funny because we had the Yes Network on and Don was talking about the, the Dale Earnhardt incident, but from 
the to- totally different angle. So he was talking about how the players were mad that the camera guys were zooming in on stuff. Mm-hmm. And we, as a, uh, a company and a group, we agree on that. You can't be mad that they were filming it, but after a while, you do have to get the cameras away just in case something really bad's happening. Zooming in while he's on the ground is weird. But yeah. obviously, you know, they're filming a live event, and obviously yeah. it's going to get shared. I, I, should I be honest with the people and tell them why I deleted it off my timeline? Yeah, you could tell them. So I deleted, I shared the video of Tanaka getting hit in the head. And then afterwards, Glaber and Judge both tweeted like, hey, we don't like that this is going around on social media. That's our teammate who got really injured. It's kind of in bad taste that it's going around. So I deleted the video because I want to be on Judge and Glaber's good side. Right. Pandering. Pandering, yeah. Um, so Because you can go watch it anywhere. It's, it's obviously going to be on the internet. Stanton hits Tank with a 112-mile-per-hour line drive. Um, insane. But... And this is some unofficial official science, and I call it the Dale Earnhardt effect, but whenever there's a, an impact play, and I, we've done this on Talking Yanks before, if someone gets hit with a ball and the ball ricochets hard, that means the ball still has energy and momentum. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know. If a ball hits you and stops, then all of that ball's momentum, energy, has now been transferred into you wherever it hit you. So if you saw the Tanaka play, it it hits him in the head and it shoots wildly up high. Uh, So the catcher watches it like this. Uh, So and you know there is something there too. I think you know you try to throw your glove up and you throw your head back. That kind of created an angle. And the the reason we why we reference that as the Dale Earnhardt effect is because Dale Earnhardt Sr. and maybe some of the kids aren't familiar with this. um, He had died in a NASCAR accident and he hit the wall and it looks like as harmless as a NASCAR accident you've ever seen. Like there's not cars flying or anything. He just like hits the wall, but it's because all of his energy goes straight into the wall. Uh, that was the impact that got him. So using some fake uh, turkey math on the impact there, it the fact that the ball kept going is a good thing. And the fact that he's back with the team the next day is a better thing. But uh, and I know Cuddy and a couple couple of the beat writers were tweeting about this. But you know the Yankees have had some concussion injuries going on in the past. Clint recently, Ellsbury before that, and it's um, you it, know I was there's nothing you can predict. I was pretty not that nervous about it until you reminded me of Ellsbury and Clint. Yeah, and that's what. Um, now I will say this: the Yankees weren't scratching and clawing to get Ellsbury and Clint. Back into the lineup. It was kind of like a take your time, take your time. There was a period time. when we wanted Clint. We were short outfielders. I think that was like Shane Robinson times. Um, sorry, Shane. Shout out. <laughs> um, but that was supposed to be one of Clint's opportunities. But he was he was really struggling. Yeah. Um, he uh, he had that head impact with the wall, if I remember correctly, and he was in like, you know. No bright light, concussion mode. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how Tanaka does. It so sucks. yeah, they said it's a mild concussion, which is kind of unbelievable after you watch the video. But he was back with the Yankees, and we'll see what it means. Um, uh, I don't know. It's knock on wood a little bit. It looks good, but it's tough to, you know, it's tough to do the guessing game with an injury like that. Because if you know Tanaka were to have a bad day tomorrow or the next day, then it's like holy smokes. Yep. Uh, Another injury illness news, DJ LeMahieu and Luis Sessa both tested positive for COVID-19. DJ LeMahieu is asymptomatic, and 
they have to be quarantined for 14 days and then tested again and all that. I think you need, I think you need two clean tests to come back. So I read that, you know, there's still a chance DJ makes opening day. Uh, I would say that they probably would not rush that or, or they see where they're at with that. So Tanaka and DJ might not be opening day lineup, but they're, we're not Tanaka. DJ is going to be a thirty man as long as he clears and yeah. And I, I asymptomatic's think pretty cool. The other thing that I get don't, it, get rid of it. I think we made a joke about Lemayhu wanting it just to get it out of the way. Um, so Man. I I have felt bad about that. Um, but and yeah, I'm I'm interested on the 14 days because I know someone else, another baseball player, was referenced having it, and they said as long as you have consecutive clean tests come back. Um, you're good because, like, you know, couldn't couldn't DJ LeMahieu be in like day nine of having COVID? I don't know. Nobody knows. Um, well, testing things ridiculous. But I would, um, I don't know. You know, DJ is gonna DJ. I I expect him to still be on the thirty man. Sessa is feeling symptoms of it, so we'll see how that plays out. But uh, yeah, you knew we knew somebody was gonna get it. Two guys on the Yanks, and it's we've seen that from every team around the league. I hope that they're well. Hope Sess is doing yeah, well. Get better. Uh, all right, we have voicemails. We're gonna get the voicemails. Uh, I think that's really all the things we wanted to cover. Gary's still looking good behind the plate, according to yeah, his coach. Gary's if Gary's fat, what am I? Don't answer that. Okay. Please don't answer that. Uh, here's something that I want to put out there that okay. I know you're going to be against. Into the ether? Yeah. Schedule's getting released tonight, 6 o'clock. How interested yes. would people be of us going game by game? Yes. Winner, loss. Prediction. Prediction. And then the most you put it on your calendar at home, okay. and then we'd see how many we hit and how many we didn't. I'm thinking I'm just going to do... And if you don't want to do it on Talking Yanks, I may do a periscope of me doing that. Well, that's I was thinking of doing it kind of like... When you click on a YouTube video that you know that's bad, but you're also like, oh, I kind of got to see this. Like, I kind of want to do like, okay, so this should be the 10th game of the season, and this should be Garrett Cole's second start, and I'm expecting him to look really good in this game. So I'm picking the Yankees to win. So that's and how I want to do have that a, for 45 minutes. Yes. Okay. I, so we got it. We're both Perfect. being half ironic, but I'm being I want to oh, do yeah. it. I think it'd be so funny if we did like, like BBD just said the date, like February or uh, February, August 4th. Yeah. Orioles 7 p.m. and you and I were like, oh, this one is gonna be a doozy. If the bullpen, we got Hap, yeah. whippy as shit. Yeah. And then you know every day. People can just we'll go to it on YouTube. We'll do it in we'll the time office st- one of these days. We'll timestamp yeah. each day. They can go to it on YouTube, and then they'll just you know see what's going to happen. Prediction, yeah. I'm into that. Okay, that'd be good. After we get to like the tenth game, we're going to be like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> oh sure. Uh, all right, let's go straight to voice mail. Mail. Hey boys, it's uh, Josiah from Austin, Texas, the uh, the new official home of the coronavirus. I'm just out here thinking about this new season and how weird it's going to be. I know there's going to be a lot of rules about sort of what they can do in the dugout, how they can uh, can interact with each other. So I'm trying to brainstorm social distancing 
celebrations, uh, like to replace all the elaborate handshakes. Uh, I'd love to hear what you guys think about that. Go Yanks. Thank you, Josiah, from COVID headquarters. Yeah. I'm thinking first thing that comes to mind is like um, I shoot a bow and arrow at you and you catch it in front of your face. Ooh. Style. Ooh. Like right in front of your face. And then maybe you break the bow and arrow, but then maybe you take the arrowhead part and stab your own heart. Right. If you're going to hit me, make it count. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not going to kill me. I'll kill myself, you bitch. Has that been done in a movie yet? Uh, soundboard. Here's, I jumped to an, I jumped to kind <laughs> of an funny. eerily similar place. Um, I'm laughing. Because if we have the guys like sitting throughout the stands, which at first you and I kind of laughed at, but they've been doing it in soccer and it's kind of okay. Huge they're just, soccer they're guy They're just now. chilling. Huge soccer guy now. Um, I think something fun that you could do is along those lines is like a hunting thing. Like if a guy comes back and hits a home run. And, like, everyone's scattered in the stands. And then it's kind of like Buck Hunter, and they each go their different ways. And it's like, I think you could do some hunting ones. I'm trying to picture, I mean, any celebration that's in, like, a bad football movie, like any replacements type stuff, you can do that. Um, You know, you probably get some angels in the outfield type stuff. The Yankees will come up with a thing eventually, and everybody will do that. Yeah. Yeah, they'll come up with something. The hand sanitizer celebration. Yeah, and then everyone holds their hands out like communion and then someone squeezes hand sanitizer in yeah. all of them. I think one of the teams was doing that the other day. Hand sanitizer on a stick, and it's like when they pass the basket at communion mm. around and everyone it's just like uh, squeezing in someone's eyes by accident. Communion they get hurt. hand it's sanitizer. Um, get carried away with that. What else? Kicking a soccer ball to each other? Invisible, obviously. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what you get. The wedding dance. The invisible wall, ball wedding dance. The whoa. Pass <sighs> it over. Cross the chest. All whoa. of a sudden, it's Pop on it fire. Up. Your ball's on fire. On flames on the dance floor. You get... I think it opens up some creativity. I'm excited. Mm. I think you'll see guys also have normal handshakes just at a distance. They're just shaking at a distance? Okay. Well, no, like cool handshakes, like, you know, the cross, up, shh, down, shh, bang shh, the chest, like, hammer like time. Yeah. yeah. We did it. We did it. All right. The live viewers on Patreon got to see it. And also just maybe the bow and arrow and then break it, stab yourself. Yeah. Options. It's good to have options in life. Hey, guys, it's Josh. I've been a huge fan of you guys for a while now. Jake, you don't suck, all right? You don't suck. Gosh. Um, I'm sure you guys have talked about this Cut a the lot, voice but if Giancarlo Stan doesn't play well this year, will you still think that he is not that good of a player, on the Yankees at least? I mean, he's had, you know, some good seasons, but the injuries have cut it short at least last season. So how do you think he'll do in the 60-game plan? Thanks, guys. What was the question, Josh? If Stan, Josh, I think did you go over two on this? If Stan Ben doesn't play well this year, will you still think that he is not that good of a player? See, that's where you lost because I, I, I think, think he's a he's good, good player. I think he's one of the top talents in all of baseball. So I, no, I still won't think he's bad because I currently don't think he's bad. He was injured last year. Year before that, he played 158 games and had good numbers. 
Yeah. Year before that, he hit fifty nine home runs. Yeah. So what are we like? No, <laughs> people have been twisted, man. People have, people have let the the people have, people have let the mob twist their brains too much. Yeah. Injuries, real concern. Giancarlo being good at baseball, not up for debate. Yes. O- over the past years, with his missed games per season, he's averaged thirty five home runs. Um. And you're not going to find a lot of people that have done that. Um, I don't think I said as many. I think it was eight seasons. I probably should have said that with the stats. Uh, 2011 to 2018, he's averaged 35 home runs a year. So uh, he played 18 games last year, so it's really hard to hit 35 home runs in 18 games. Stanton's good. I'll say this. I mean, if he does get hurt again, A, it's a 60-game season, so anyone that gets hurt is missing the majority of the season, basically. Um, Stan can win the MVP this year. <laughs> also, he could lead. He could lead. Giancarlo, he could do that every year. Giancarlo Stan could lead the league in home runs this year, and it would not be surprising at all. Dude, there's, it wouldn't be surprising. There's quarter-sized hail in the forecast for the Bronx. Jeez, tough. Tough for, for tonight? Yeah. It's tough to play through. Yeah, they got the tarp on the field. It's not hailing here yet, though. Is the game going to be canceled? Seems like that they're probably... Why would you even risk that at all? It's an inter-squad game. Yeah. It's a two-hour inter-squad game on COVID testing delay. It seems like a good chance they just bang that. Bang. Uh, I'll say this. I mean, the Stan contract is still kind of looming, and I understand as a fan base, you know... He's got a few more prime years left, and we, you pay more for those prime years that, you know, at the back end, especially if injuries are to pick up, you know, could be a tough contract. And I know some people, a couple people came at me with, like, a Cashman would undo the trade, and it's like, maybe, also maybe not. If Stanton goes out and he leads the league in home runs twice in the next five years, which he could do, and that's even unrealistic in itself, but... Giancarlo Stanton is still very good at baseball. Fact. Very good at baseball. Like, don't be mad at his contract. Vince from Temecula, California. So I have been watching some highlights of Yankees fights from the last few years, and I thought of something that I haven't seen anyone else really talk about. Maybe you guys have. I don't know. Um, But why don't the two bullpens just start their own fight in the outfield when they're running in, you know, uh, when they're running in towards the, the big fight in the middle of the infield? Why don't they just start their own? Like, if there is a history of bad blood between the two teams over the course of the season, you know, you can just figure you can get uh, more guys involved that way. I don't know. Just a lot. Thanks, guys. It's, a, it's, it's such an honest question. Like, if you were to show someone who's never watched baseball abroad, they'd be like, wait, why didn't those guys just fight there? Right. There was a breakdown I did last year. I forget who it was. But both bullpens, like, stepped out, then didn't – Run because it emptied, so then they were just talking to each other, mm. and then they went back into their own bullpens. I made the joke like, "Hey, you guys got any balls? We ran out." Yeah, it's like, what could they have been saying? It would be funny if, say, the Red Sox bullpen was first their gate opened first, right? Hot off the gate, they got mm. the head start, and then the Yankees bullpen were just tracking them down. Oh, okay. 
I went somewhere you know, else with it. Like Otto is just jumping on Brandon Workman's back as they're running, right? Like in the middle of center field, it's like a chase, and it's just like all of them are jumping onto each other's backs and just like p- having one-on-one fights in the outfield. I thought what you were gonna say, which I think would be really funny, is if one of the bullpens got a, a much earlier break and they held the door closed so the other bullpen couldn't get out. That should happen. So that's a lot of fun. Um, Why isn't that? You you wouldn't even get in trouble. Yeah, I mean it's a good tactic. But, you know, that's all I'm known for is being a tactical guy. I think... Tasteful guy. It's a couple things. I mean, the bullpen guys, I'd say, how many guys are normally in a bullpen? Are you trying to give a real answer? Nine? They don't care. Nine? How many guys are normally in a bullpen? Nine. Nine? 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 Nine! Uh, Normally, there's one guy in the pen... That's going to make something of it. It's D-Rob sprinting in, or it's someone running Graham hot. Lloyd, Tenyon Sturts. The rest of them want nothing to do with it. No. and They're and, just and, getting a jog in. And they're just running to try and break it up. I'd like to see I'd like to see the bullpens kind of run side by side and, like, kind of call out their man. I want it, like, roller derby. I got Otto. Like, throwing. Th- I want Chad. Throwing elbows, throwing shoulders into each other while they're running. Like, they should be pointing and calling each other out. I really like your idea of the first people out just locking the other bullpen. Next in. bullpen guy we talk like if we should catch up with Canely again, and I think he'd do it. I mean, especially if it's like not a real altercation. Or maybe Canely's the opposite. Maybe you want a Chad Green, someone under the radar that's like bolted the door shut. You want someone who's fr- very very friendly person, like can get away with it because you know, oh, there's jovial Nick Swisher, mm. that type of guy. Like, you don't want Chapman doing it. Oh, like you lock the door and you release a bunch of bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bees on the field? Bees. What you mean? Bees on the field. Quicksand. Climbing up your arm. Some scary shit, Shane. Hey, guys. uh, My name is Ryan. I'm calling in from Massachusetts. A Yankee fan my whole life out here. Do you think the Yankees organization is really going to watch how Joe Girardi does in Philly? Do you think it could have an effect on Aaron Boone and when his contract's over, you know, over the next 60-game season and the next season after that? Do you think they could change their perspective on the analytics and how they go forward if Joe Girardi does better? You know, do they decide to go more old school again with their uh, efforts and their mentality of how baseball's played? Or do you think they continue on the tread of statistics and spin rates and shifts and all the new methods that are coming out. Does the 60-game season play a larger effect with Boone, you know, his contract, how Joe, or how uh, Brian Cashman views Aaron Boone? You know, I know over the first season, we were kind of worried about Boone going into it. Some people were, some people weren't. I know me, I was excited personally uh, for Aaron Boone. I actually want to keep him longer than after his contract. I think Aaron Boone has done a great job from first season to second season, and now how he's going to handle it going into this season, I'm excited to watch. Uh, that's it, guys. Thank you very much. Keep doing what you're doing. Ryan and Mass with the let it rip, let it end. rip, my man. Dude, that was like when you my, got hot. That was when my brain goes faster than my mouth, and you're yeah. just rolling. You got hot. So many thoughts, Love and topics, that. and things. Think. I don't think the Yankees care what Girardi does in Philly unless they meet in the World Series. Agree. I don't think they are will focus on it one bit in the sense you're thinking. Correct. It is a contract year for Boone, right? I think he's got one more. No, no, it's not a three-year deal. I believe this is the last year's contract. Yeah. Who knows? That's uh, pretty bad. I thought he had one more year. I thought that's what Ryan just said. Um, 
Uh, well, Ryan said a lot of things. Ryan said so many things. It was awesome. Yeah. It uh, was... Uh, team option for 2021. Team option. So we so just, we'd assume. Bad. Yeah. Wow. Ryan. Did we answer all of his questions? None of them yet. Uh, no, they're not going to care what Girardi does. Uh, one of my instant reactions to all of that was, this year blows for the managers, man. Crapshoot. I mean, dude, if... You know, uh, how about Girardi and Philly? Let's say, you know, if Reese Hoskins gets hurt and Bryce Harper has a month, uh, a three-week slump, is that bad manager managing by Girardi? Managing, they just say. No, I don't think nothing matters. Like this in this sixty-game stretch, I don't think any manager is going to stick out. Girardi may. You know, I like him. I know you like him. I like. I like. I like the. I like. I like. I like. Hopefully, he brings. I like. I like. Hopefully, brings a little bit more of the like fun, cool guy analyst Girardi, and less of the. Militant. Oh no, you need right. militant, Jordy. That's why I placed money. I didn't, but I told people they should for the Phillies to make the playoffs. Gonna get Joe. Let's see what we missed here from right. Ryan. How how will Girardi do if Zach Wheeler opts out of the season, which he's discussed? Pissing his cleats. It's tough. And all the new methods that are coming out. Does the sixty game season play a larger effect with Boone? You know his contract. How Joe or how uh, Brian Cashman views Aaron Boone? You know, I know over the first season. We were kind of worried about Boone going. We answer that one? No, I don't. I don't think it plays in effect. I mean, Girardi like was fine with analytics and stuff, right? They called him Binder Joe. Yeah. 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 They just didn't want to pay him four million dollars. Yeah. Boone wanted uh, Cashman wanted someone that would do what he said, and they wanted someone that was a little fun, more fun for the players. Yeah. So. Next. I think that's it. Thanks, Ryan. All right, boys. Short and sweet. What's your least favorite Yankees fan trend? Because as much as I love the Yankees, as much as we all love the Yankees, I feel like it's pretty apparent that nobody hates the Yankees more than Yankees fans. So what's your least favorite Yankees fan trend? Is it is it Stanton hate, Gary hate, is it Boone hate, even Girardi hate back in the day? You know, just, just, just you know, everything is burning in the world when the Yankees are, are playing to their fans, so. I mean, you know, go Yanks anyway. Thank guys. Thanks, guys. It's a good, good segue from Stanton to Girardi to that. Yeah. Um, it's yours, Jim. Twenty-seven rings. Tanaka hate. No. No, like twenty-seven rings, bro. That. That's. Yankee fans that actually say that non-ironically in arguments with other fan bases Ooh. and give the rest of us. I think that was even an option. All of his, yeah, all of, well, I'm trying, I was trying to find actual different trends in the fan base than just like they hate a player. Right. Because name any player, irrational hate is annoying. Sure. I wouldn't call it trendy. Trendy. You have to be more in season to remember some of these. I forget. I I don't know. I I think for me it's probably the Gary thing. Like I I think what a lot of fans don't understand is that Gary is 
Gary Sanchez is probably viewed as the team's biggest advantage <laughs> on a day-to-day level. <laughs> Dude, you know what's annoying? And some people hate him. <laughs> you know, you know what I always say about uh, Manfred and baseball. How Bobby? How Manfred publicly stated the game's too slow. So then people that don't even watch baseball, right, just also say the game's too slow. Too slow, but they've never seen it. They're right. just repeating what it says. That's literally Gary Sanchez haters. Like any Gary Sanchez hater that's yeah. not a Yankee fan hates them because. The Yankees fans have given them all the ammo to hate on him. I think that's what this caller was asking. Like, which one of which one of those is like Stanton? They're all bad. I mean, you know what I hate? Reacting to the lineup every single day. Okay, I like that. I like that. I'll accept in that. In a hundred and sixty-two game season, I remember WFAN. I mean, did a Gardy, whole show. Gardy hate still comes out of the corners. That's that's like laughable. I don't think that. Yeah. Uh, there you go. But, like, WFN did a whole show on Greg Bird batting cleanup in, like, a random-ass game in August in 2018. Yeah. Or June. It's like, really? I know you have to – but, like, actual fans will mm. – I love looking at the lineup. We do the pregame show and we talk about it, but to, like, be mad about yeah. a one-off lineup. If it's, like, a recurring thing, like – um you got to get Gary out of the four-hole if he's been there for two weeks and he's struggling. Slumping. That's fine. But sometimes there's going to be one-off lineups. Yeah, like the Morales stuff last year was fair. when They're batting like middle of the order for three weeks. Kendry's hit the end of his his turn. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Gary and Stan hates all, all bad. Like Stan was good in, in, in 2018. He wasn't the most clutch, which we all gr- admit, but. And he had a slow start, too. His numbers were fine. It was a nice season, changing leagues. Um, I'm getting real mad at Yankees fans that are giving Judge shit. There you go. Have you been seeing that lately? I've been seeing that lately. We're like, you still got to prove it. Health, yeah, but not if he's good at baseball yeah. or not. Yeah. Like, when he plays, he's a beast. And, you know, the broken wrist injury, you cannot hold over his head. Right. You cannot hold that against him. The Yankees he's were- had, like, one real slump. And he was a rookie. Post. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Well, he couldn't pull any and when homers. He first came up. Couldn't pull any homers last year. How bad was that? It was fine. Um, that was weird. That yeah. was weird. Stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like, people, like, the whole fan base getting in a tizzy because Judge hadn't pulled a homer yet. And the only reason anyone cared about it was because someone else, I don't even know. Like, how does that start? I think it was just because he he's had a little bit of an injury thing going on that they were like, oh, he must be hurt again. He's not pulling his home runs. And it was like, well, he's he's driving some 450 the other way. That's fine with me. We're a pretty strict we don't care where the home run goes pod as long as it goes out. I prefer it to go over the fence. I see. I'm going to disagree with well, you. Well, Aaron there. Hicks inside the park yeah. is fun too. I don't care. Um, yeah, Bird Bird batted cleanup twice in 2018, and they did a whole hour of it on the radio. And Twitter did a whole four hours before the game, getting upset about it. Mm. One, two games out of 162. Things happen. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm trying to make my way around the horn, and I think anything else that fans really get into is pretty fair. Complaining about the last man out of the bullpen. Yeah, 
I mean, that's it is what it is. Big Ben Heller pod, but you know, I'm, I think I'm good. Okay. Next. Oh, shit! Hit the wrong button. What's up, John Boy and Jake? It's uh, Nathan from Newtown. So, I only got to see Mariano Rivera pitch one time, and he ended up blowing the save. Mm. So, I just want to know what kind of, um, you know, guys in their prime you got to see, like maybe uh, David Ortiz strike out, or, you know, Randy Johnson um, get shelled. You know, guys in their prime doing things that you wouldn't expect. All right, love the show, man. Keep it up. Bye. That's, like, really hard because I'm going to – like, you mean, like, I it's went tricky. to the game? Yeah. Dude, I saw Chin Ming Wong in 2009 get rocked mm. on opening day. I drove all the I, – I, let me see if I'm right on my memory here. Okay. I drove all the way to Maryland for the home opener – or I don't even know. Maybe it was the first series. I don't know what it was. But it, Chin Ming Wong started. He just got rocked, dude. Five, Seven earned runs and three and a third or whatever. And I loved Chin Ming Wong. Mm. That, like, kind you of. You still like, do. Still do. But that kind of was sad. Yeah, I mean, my, uh, you know, this is a classic Yankee or Jakey talking Yanks trivia that I bring up once every two months. But uh, I just, Sunday day games were like when we would go to Yankee games or like when my mom could bring us. And I just remember so many Jorge Posada first base games. And it was just not pretty. It was just noticeable <laughs> that the gentleman did not play first base. Um and it was always like, wow, I really like Jorge, but I don't really love him at first base, I'll be honest with you. I saw Ian Kennedy make his um, mm. last ever start as a Yankee in Anaheim. Two innings pitched, five earned runs. And after the game, he said he felt like he had his good stuff that day. Oh, yeah. Birth of a lot of hate there. Yeah, I never realized that was his last start ever as Yankee. He 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 got called up the next year in September and had one appearance out of the bullpen. But yeah, fuck that. Mm. Wonder if they have that interview. Yes, Network has like all the post games going back to two thousand eight. It's kind of it's kind of crazy when you go to like their archives on YouTube. It's crazy. Let's see Ross Ollendorf live. You did? I think. That's a hard question. It's kind of a hard question. If there was one that really stuck out, that'd be kind of... Like the Mariano thing, there's almost some irony to it. Like 100% Hall of Fame, best closer to ever do it, and you see him blow it the one time you see him. That's that's tough. Mm Mm-hmm. There was a, someone was going to make an app that kept track of every game you went to and then the stats that you saw live. Mm. Cool app. I don't know if it exists anymore. I think, I think maybe one of the ticket places do it. But that'd be cool if right now I could 
punch right. in like games in the last ten years and yeah. be like, oh, I saw this, I saw this, I saw Jeter break his thirty-two game slump with a home run on the first pitch, and it came right to us in the left field bleachers. That was cool. Good one. I don't know about bad outings. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. Ian Kennedy. Shout out. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Pour me a drink. What's up, guys? This is Nick from Pennsylvania. Just curious to see if you guys think that winning the World Series this year will have the same weight and come with the same feeling of accomplishment for both players and fans, almost like a World Series in a quote-unquote regular and longer season would. Will everyone be more proud because of the unique difficulties of the season, or will people feel like the World Series winners cut corners? Jake, you also resemble Dave Franco a bit, which is pretty cool, so congrats on that. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh... We've answered this a good amount. It's fat Dave Franco. Or thick. But not just Dave Franco. So we've answered that a lot. Thank you. Yeah. We have talked about that a lot too. Odd amount. I'm Googling images of Dave Franco. See, I know a guy that looks like more like Dave Franco than I do. So that one doesn't get me excited. You ever met Doug? No. Went to UConn with Rob. Um... Love Doug. Good guy. Um, So, we, I think we have a generic stance together. It's the, if the right teams are there, (laughs) like the Dodgers, the Yankees, uh, you know, maybe Screwston. Dave uh, Franco, 5'7". How about that? Rays. Yeah, Franco boys are short. Um, James Franco, 5'11". Zach Efron, 5'8". Yeah. I know that. Short Kings. You know, it. if the whole thing ends up looking like a shit show, it's going to feel like a shit show, you know? I, that's not the take anyone wants to hear, but it's it's true. I mean, if, you know, if it's Blue Jays, White Sox, Rangers, and the wild card team is, you know, the Royals or something, yeah, that's going to feel really, <laughs> really weird. Um I think you're going to see a lot of the better teams. I think the better teams are going to push and know that they have 60 games and go for it. And the ultimate spin zone I heard the other day, uh, Jimmer Fredette, which I don't think we've talked about yet, is someone said because more teams are going to have a better chance at winning this year, this one should feel even better. People will be happy when they win. Bang. We play this game. Bang. We play this game. At, uh, down the shore, washers you played last year. Stink. It's like a knockout tournament. Doodle-loop. Pressure feels real. Real. When you win, it feels great. I lost. I came in third both times. I was miserable. Mm. Wasted all my good rounds. And did I care that it was backyard washers? No. Felt great. So felt bad. If you want people to play sixty-two games and then uh, a wild card, a five-game set, a seven-game set, and then another seven-game set, and not be excited about it, you're insane. Yeah. They're going to be excited to win whatever they win. Yes. Teams celebrate walk-offs in August. And time will forget it a little bit. You know, I I made the – there's a Spurs team in the 90s that played during the shortened NBA season. Sometimes people reference it as a really deep cut. When they do, it's obnoxious. Like, nobody cares. (laughs) And I think that's the bigger point that this MLB season, you know, it might not be one year from now. It might not be three years from now, but – you know, I bet five years from now, you know, if if someone at a bar tells you whoever wins the World Series this year, 
didn't deserve it, like they're the asshole. Yeah. So, dude, I've been just on. I'm stuck on Allison Breeze. Google him. Is she Wonder Woman? Who is that? Allison Breeze. That's well, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. She's married to Dave Franco. And I and she's really funny and good actress. She's from uh, Community. She's from Glow. She was in Mad Men. She looks really hot in this picture. Yeah. She's married to Dave Franco or James Franco? Dave. About that. She was in the other movie with him. Then there was another Google. Why does Zac Efron look tall? It's like the most common yeah. Google question. <laughs> I mean, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is 5'6", so he's an action movie star. Stands but, on but boxes never, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple boxes. Next voicemail. Jimmy, Jake, it's Sam Tom from the Jersey Shore. Hope you had a good 4th of July weekend. Um, quick question. If you had to build your rotation of opposing pitchers who struggled the most against the Yankees or, like, three pitchers who sucked the most against the Yankees, who would you build? For me, the top three that come to my head are Hugh Darvish, uh, David Price, and um, the guy Kim from the Diamondbacks. Uh, interested to hear your thoughts. Peace. BBD gave us this question earlier in the day so we could prep. I forgot to prep. The one I responded to, BBD, was in recent years, the Yankees haven't dominated him by any stretch, but they win games. Is Chris Sale. For, if we're looking for good pitchers yeah. who I don't feel incredibly nervous about when right. they come to the stadium, aren't they like – Six and two or seven and one in his last couple starts. They've been good against Sale. Um, you know, some of those have been good starts by Sale, but the so, Yankees good starts, have also but they, been yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good starts, but they win. Um, there was the price thing for a little bit. Byung Young Kim, man. Um, if you're a if you're looking to scratch that baseball itch, and you know you can't do it until real games go back. I mean, go check out the Yankees versus the Diamondbacks and what they did to that. Dude Because um, you end up If you're an adult now You feel very bad for Young Young Kim <laughs> Which I did not Because I liked the Yankees at the time uh, But holy smokes um, 2019 it says Sale went 2-0 and against the Yanks Okay so good. That's job. not true Weren't we at a game? Probably no decision I'm guessing I thought so um, So yeah that that's a really good drop I mean I kind of misunderstood the question when BBD uh, translated it to us, and the one name who you've mentioned a few times that I think will be interesting this year to see how he does against is Ryu, who's now in the Blue Jays, and the Yankees um, The Yankees faced him last year and gave him seven earned runs on 4.1. Um, so that would be, like, the first Ryu-Yankees game I'm mm-hmm. going to be pretty locked into because I I've very much like Ryu as a pitcher, but it would be interesting to see if whether it's just all the righties or if there's something that the Yankees have on him. Because, um, I mean, he's he's dirty. Dude, didn't DJ call him the? Didn't Judge call DJ the Sale Killer? So these numbers have to be wrong. <laughs> I have Sale was zero and four against the Yankees last year. There you go. That's better than the numbers you brought up. Yeah, it said in nineteen he was two and zero. I have two and zero and eighteen. Oh, I maybe I clicked him in the wrong order. There you go. He chit sale. 
Eat chips, Sale. And in 2017, he was one and four against the Yankees. So one so and that's, four, that's two where, and oh, three that's and where, four, oh and four. So Sale's three and eight? Three and eight in his last three seasons. And he's really good. And he's really good. And the Yankees don't always get him, but, so they, but they end up hanging on and winning the game. That's cool. The good. Price Gary stuff was pretty cool for a while. Show me your meme. Um, Are there any others like Verlander crushes the Yankees? I'm trying to think. Well, um, like Chris Archer and Snell. Doesn't Snell have bad numbers versus Snell, Yankees? Snell, I feel like we've gotten pretty good. Snell's a good one. Snellogram. Yeah, Snell, Archer. I never feel. I never felt scared when Archer came Archer. to the Bronx. Uh, Mike Wright Jr. from the Orioles. He's in the KBO now, I think. He's trying his hardest. Sometimes. Sometimes it didn't seem like it. Whoa. It was bad. It's not good. Um, anyone from the Jays bullpen? Snell's 3-6 and six with a 4-4-1 ERA against the Yankees. Dylan Bundy? Even when Bundy was good, the Yankees crushed him. Can't, we can't talk about him. Who's a reliever? I feel like we need one one reliever that, like, we just, when we come in, it's game time. Kimbrell? Kimbrell. I feel like it was Giles, but then he was really good for the Jays. I don't know. It's got to be. I mean, people have to know. But the the problem is Pagan last year for the Rays. He was really good. We got him a couple times. Pagan ways. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kimbrel's pretty good. Dude, where's Kimbrel? Still with the Cubs? Chicago. Chicago. Damn. They got Kimbrel twice in 18. Okay. I don't know. The relievers are hard. Burt Smith. Hey, don't. It's Monday. There's got to be some other. I'm, I'm happy that I landed at Snell and I'm landed at Sale. Not ERA, but just straight. Not even uh, not even his win loss, but the Yankees yeah. win loss in Snell games three and eight in the last. Three There's got to be some fun ones through those Yankee dynasty years of guys in the AL East that just were playing against the Yankees <laughs> during that time period. It's true. Kind of hard to look. Someone yeah. can research it. Kid Sharp tweeted us. Let us know. Hey, Katie, miss you, love you. Do you do you see? Uh, Talk soon. Matt Blake, sharp stats. See Matt Blake. Matt Blake with his uh, Amish underbeard. Yeah, thing. Yeah, fix. Get it together, Matt Blake. Disagree. I team underbeard. You know, Tanner Smith, same thing. Very yeah. excited for both of them. They both went pretty schleppy looking. Coronavirus, man. Yeah, but I mean, I just thought of it because look at Boone. Looks yeah. great. Always. Boone's never not been cool. No. That's so hard to compete with. Just laid back, man. SoCal. So chill. Come on, Booney. This game get banged yet? All right, next up. Bang. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Braden from Millville, New Jersey. Uh, you were having a conversation the other week about how the Yankees drafted Elway, and it re- it made me think of how my dad constantly reminds me 
that Tony Gwynn could have been picked there and that him and Mattingly could have played together all those seasons. But anyway, I was thinking of a fun thing the other day. If you guys could make a starting nine and take you three, the Pinstripe Strong Boys, and three other Yankees media people, who are the other three and what positions would they would you all be playing? Love the show, guys. See ya. You want second? You want center? You want third? I'm pitching. Oh. Knucklers. Knuckle sandwiches. Okay. I was hoping you were catching me. Sure. Yeah. Great. Okay. Great. Is BBD involved in this? Uh, I'd like to get him involved. Okay. Could use his body. Yeah. Soundboard. Um, I'm having Brian Hoke play center field because he's gotten hurt the past couple years. Okay. And he said he's not playing anymore. Okay. So bullying Hoke into playing center field mm-hmm. is fun in my mind. Okay. It's mean. Yes. Put him at first. And I'm saying it's mean. You want him at first because you want to be able to talk to him from the pitcher's mound. Oh, we're talking in center as well. That's fun, too. Yeah. That's fun too. Where's Joe's? Joe's McFly, my guy. He normally claims, I think he normally claims a corner outfield. Right field. I think Put I him like in him right. in right, yeah. Talking with the fans, chilling, Joe's out. Joe's chambers. Yeah. What about Chris? <laughs> Got BBD with that. Chris McFly, I mean, McFly's in the corner outfield. Left field, left field, you right field. You got Hulk sandwiching the McFlies. Put, oh. Keith, put Keith in center. McFly. Got him playing baseball, Mick outfield. Pinstripe strong outfield. Pinstripe strong outfield. Okay. Really like making. Okay, how about this? Out. Put Hulk at first. Okay. Put Cuddy at third. Just hot shot every time. You think so? It's like, fuck this, guys. Just throwing BBs. I need Lindsay Adler. She's my quarterback. Shortstop. She's my quarterback. Middle infield. Um, she's not interested. She's mad at how interested everyone else is. She's like, I'm not going to die for this. Like, everyone else wants their one moment that they could talk about. Yeah. And Lindsay's like, you guys all suck. Yeah. Um. We don't really have a shortstop. And then one time there's a ball between her and Cuddy, and Cuddy's diving for it, and she calls him off. It's like one time, Lindsay's like, I got this one. Yeah. Cuddy's like, shit, I was about to make a play. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I think we did it, right? Yeah, I think so. Who is our second baseman? BBD? Him and Adler up the middle, something like that. I thought I played in high school. Okay. Not to brag. Wow. Flex. This says Tony Gwynn. Did he say anything about Tony Gwynn? He mentioned Tony Gwynn with Don Mattingly that they could have. So they drafted Elway as the last pick of the second round in 81. Tony Gwynn was the sixth pick of the third ah, round. So, like right so there. they could have. And Cohn was end of the third round there. Right. That's uh. Tweeted it this morning thanks to this guy. Didn't credit him. Sorry. Okay. Fair. Um, <laughs> credit. Credit where credit's due. Yeah, I mean, it would have been cool, right? Like, uh, I don't know. I always, the the three guys that my dad referenced could hit, like that was how he described them as players, was Tony Gwynn, Wade Boggs, and Don Mattingly. So if you had two of those guys, hell, three in the same lineup, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, I, I don't care about. Yeah. There's, like, going to be, like, whoa. What was that? What was that stat? The, the Yankees drafted Elway six picks before Tony Gwynn. 
So six so. other teams can say the same thing? Yeah. So, like, it's going to happen. Almost every team. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. Those every don't team do anything. had a pick in the first two rounds. Yeah. Yeah, those don't do anything for me. Because, like, you can do it with every star player. Sure. You can just be like, they could have drafted him earlier. That's it's the like, fun of it, baby. That makes it zero fun. Because it's like, if we're all Max smart, fun. we're all dumb. Exactly. So she can, like, that's nothing specific to the Yankees there at all. Sure. Everyone can say that. Like, imagine if we drafted Trout. 29 teams have said that. Maybe not because he was a first-rounder. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. That was the last voicemail. Exactly. We said that on one of the episodes. It's the last voicemail. We said we'd go back in time and we'd tell Cash. Right. He appreciated that. Anything else you want to talk about before we go? I don't think so. Interested to see how the weather and if this game happens tonight. You think it's raining out right now? We have the windows. I heard shut. some. I heard some noises. I don't know what that was. The AC got a little colder, which made me think the weather outside got a little colder. The weather outside is weather, um, and if not, game tomorrow night schedule will be out. Yankees Twitter will probably run hot on that. I'm running hot, like on my so per and my personal time on that. Yeah. Jeez. What is this show going to be at 6 o'clock? What are they going to do with that? Here's the schedule. Like, I've never watched a schedule announcing show. I've, I think the only sport I've seen done for is football, and that's a little tidier. Like, you could just be like, here's the AFC's teams. Like the what? Do you have any idea how they're going to, like, what are they going to announce the opening day? What are they going to do? They're going to be like, then the Yankees play the Red they Sox definitely do while an the opening Mets day play thing. the Braves and the Nationals are playing the Orioles, like every series? Yeah. That's I'll, I'll just be waiting for Yankees PR to tweet it. I'm yeah. I don't think I'm going to watch that world. show. Um, it yeah, seems like if the show starts at 6 and at 6.01 Yankees tweet out the schedule, I don't care about the show. I think they'll... They'll probably highlight, like, okay, opening day, they're going to highlight that. Um, they highlight the first Yankees-Red Sox series, something like that. They highlight the Iowa game, and they highlight, um, you know, Houston versus the Dodgers, other big series, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, like, it's weird. no idea. It sounds like they could drag on and be boring. Like our show is when we oh, predict every game. sure. Yep. All right. Yeah, it's pouring and raining. They got the tarp on the field, and they say it might get rained out. Boone says he's still hopeful they play. So we're all excited. All right. Thank you guys very much for tuning in to Talking Yanks. Thank you for leaving a voicemail. Thank you for getting involved. Thank you for being you. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.